Welcome to LOL You're Gay, a gay comedy podcast with Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Hi, Lisa. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Got a little bit of a head cold, so if I sound even more nasally than I usually do, that is why. Oh, I, I like a nasal I refuse voice. to take medication when I have a cold. For no reason other than stubbornness. I, I'm kind of this exactly the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just masking the symptoms. Yeah. It's when still I, there. When I was in high school, I got really into um, Sepacol. It's, <laughs> it's these like throat lozenges that are like numbing. Yep. And so like your whole mouth is numb. And <laughs> I, I took them one time because I had a cold, a sore throat. Mm-hmm. And they're really great. But then I started taking them all the time because I was just like, oh, this is kind of fun. And that's my that was like my only like delve into like recreational drugs when I was in high school. <laughs> I I used to know somebody who uh, she was a singer, sort of not as her full time career, but on the side. Uh, and she became addicted to Dristan. Maybe not addicted is not the right word. Dependent right. on Dristan mm-hmm. nasal spray because she had a gig one time when she had a head cold, so she used the Dristan to clear her sinuses, and right. then that made her think that. She was always congested, even when she wasn't. Right. Just her status quo felt congested to her. And it got to the point, though, where she would go to, like, go to the bathroom if she was at a party mm-hmm. to do Dristan because everybody knew that she had this problem. <laughs> and she would come back from the bathroom. Did you take that Dristan <laughs> in the bathroom? And it's not, it's really not good for you in the long, like, it shouldn't be taken. Yeah, it's Dristan probably a steroid. All the time. Yeah. Uh, I think she got over it eventually, but uh, yeah, these over-the-counter cold medications are not ideal, so I try to avoid them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're just they're unpleasant. <laughs> so it's been a long week. It has been kind of a long week, busier for me at work than than it is typically, and yeah. plus the the head cold is making me a little sleepy. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having a little bit of a break. Yeah, I've been really tired all week. I bought a bottle of instant coffee to keep at my desk <laughs> this week. And uh, so, like, I'm not more alert, but I'm just more frantic. I'm just, like, more, <laughs> like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, like, three things happening at once. Um, and all of them are not done very well. So, <laughs> But they've been done quickly. Done quickly. Quick to, quickly and mostly finished. Oh, that's better than not at all. You're right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah, I I always I feel kind of bad when I start wishing for for breaks because um, a few years ago, uh, well, two years in a row actually, I had um, significant surgeries that required me to be off work mm-hmm. for several weeks afterward, and um, the breaks were really nice. Like I needed the time to rest, and my job security is such that that was. Uh, a doable thing which Mm -hmm. is good but now because i've had that experience twice where i was off work for an extended period and had to rest like on doctor's orders i now find myself if i'm needing a break from work or life or whatever i just think oh gosh i kind of wish something would happen and i'd have to go to the hospital for a couple (laughs) of weeks because it's so it's boring but it's so relaxing and I shouldn't want that because yeah. it was precipitated by two invasive surgeries. Right. 
that I don't want to have again. No. Um, but that's when I know I'm really like in need of a break is when I start wishing for hospital stays. Right. Because they're not actually pleasant. No, I've never had one. I'm, re- I'm really, I'm a big avoider of the medical world. I have been an avoider for the most part, but I've also been a generally healthy person, fortunately for right. me. I haven't had much that has necessitated me going to the doctor. Yeah, I feel like every time I go to the doctor with like a thing, I'm like, hey, there's this thing. And they're like, no, you're you're the picture of health. And I'm like, are you looking at me, though? What <laughs> What kind of camera are you taking this picture with? Because I don't know if that's true. Um, I don't think if you eat from McDonald's more than f- four times a week, you cat- you like qualify for the category of picture of health. Like I'm, it, it, surprising. It is surprising. But I wonder though, is it maybe because doctors see a lot of people who are yeah. very unwell? Right. That their perspective is a bit skewed, so their their camera is more like a right circus mirror thing. It, and it could they've be. seen people who are on death's door, and by comparison, yeah, you might be the picture of health. Yeah. Well, like I, I just don't. It's it's strange to me because I like I I, I got benefits recently because I I got a job where it's a it's a job. It's not just like <laughs> you know. Um. So I got that, and so I've been like just blitzing all these medical professionals because I've never done it before. Use that insurance. I got to use it. I just yeah. use it or lose it. So I'll use it. And I started seeing a massage therapist and an osteopath and all these things that I may or may not believe in, but it's covered, so might as well go. And, yeah, I was, like, getting shown a stretch by my massage therapist, and then I was doing it, and she's like, you're super flexible. Oh. And I'm like, I don't think super flexible describes someone who can't pick up a pen they drop. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe just in a particular direction that isn't where your pen fell. (laughs) You're quite flexible. <laughs> yeah, every other direction but that one. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, I just like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I keep going to these things and people just, I feel like I'm like delusional. Like but, you think something should be wrong because yeah, something you know what should your habits be, are. Exactly. Like the, 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 the foot has to drop the like, whatever the saying is, I can't think of it. The but shoe. The shoe. I don't think there's a foot in it. The foot. <laughs> Maybe there is. So like, the, I've never understood that phrase. That's a weird phrase. If the, there's no foot the, the, in the... the other shoe has to drop. I don't know. Right, the other shoe. So yeah. someone's just standing there with two shoes and they dropped one and inevitably the other one has to drop eventually. I suppose. But they could pick the other one back up. It's true. I, I, it's a silly <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But I just, I just assume that something at some point is going to be like, Oh, it's that. It's that terrible thing that we just have not seen yet. Right. Because yeah, like I yeah, like I just keep seeing people and they they just keep telling me that I'm fine. But well, that's uh, kind of reassuring. But then I like I see prof- like I see things that I don't necessarily know if I believe in it as a thing, like like osteopath. Like like an osteopath, like I wanted to see a chiropractor and I had a bunch of people recommend this osteopath instead. Mm. And I was like, I don't even know what that is, so I'll go. And I went, but it was a place where like you take your shoes, like there's a shoe mat. (laughs) At the front door. At the front door. Yeah. Which I never use. I keep my shoes on, but, and I think you're allowed, but just like the, the premise that there could be 
that mm. option to me is in a place of business. In a place of business, as, a pri- as opposed to a private home. In a pri- exactly. Yeah, I have a hard time with it sometimes. Um, so anyway, so we, I go in and I just I don't know if I understand really what's happening. I feel like the first time I went, basically, I had like a hand under my ass and a hand under my back for twenty minutes, <laughs> and then the next time I went, I got shoved back and forth yeah for a half hour but then he does they do like crack my back and like it feels like relaxing when they're like holding you and stuff but i think i think it's mostly just because it's nice to be touched yeah I don't... human contact is a thing that people generally <laughs> yeah. like i think it i think it's i think yeah so i don't know i keep going because i don't have to pay for it yeah. but i mean i'm paying for it through my through work but but it's a benefit that you're entitled to. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. You're entitled to have a hand on your butt and your back. I am entitled. but For up to 20 minutes at a time. But then that's someone's whole day. That's someone's work day. Yeah. It's odd. I I read about uh, osteopathy, I suppose, is the term. Maybe. I would Who believe knows? that to be true. Um, After I had, I, guess I can tell the story without telling the whole story of the surgery, which I'll get to. Um. <laughs> Basically, I had abdominal surgery. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine who goes to an osteopath similarly recommended, you should go and see an osteopath because they like can do stuff and maybe that they can address something internally. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. I don't want somebody pushing my guts around because that's how I got into this whole problem was that my guts moved around right. and got tangled up. And wouldn't get untangled. And I thought, this doesn't seem like the sort of thing somebody pushing on my abdomen is going to be able to remedy any different than a doctor with a camera going in and able to actually see the organs that they're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, I felt a little more confident in the person with the eyeballs on the camera as opposed to just the fingertips massaging and moving things yeah in my abdominal area yeah yeah it's been a little nervous yeah yeah i don't know if i i I don't i don't not believe i just don't understand like i don't i don't get what's happening and so like i feel like the first time i went i like laughed a lot (laughs) because i was just like it all seemed like so bonkers Mm -hmm. um do you feel any different from going like, are you, is there something you're trying to address, or is it just a well, general? Like... I have a kind of a bad back. Yeah. Um, and don't we all? Don't I mean? <laughs> and I like, you know, the, the the classic like, spent my early twenties lifting wrong, mm-hmm. and knowing how to lift, mm-hmm. and just doing it wrong because I wore I, I still wear a lot of skinny pants, and it was just easier to bit, to lift the other way. That's wrong. Yep. And. So like I have a bad, kind of bad lower back and they're and, and and so they've I go and then I think they like have kind of perceived that as like oh it's maybe like a different part of your back and so so I'm like maybe there's something to what's going on mm-hmm. but I mostly kind of leave feeling the same but I also like sometimes like I we, like I some friends of mine we did a uh, like a cleanse thing yes. and like not like a not really like a hokey one it's just like just seeing what things react to your body yeah and it's like an elimination eliminate yeah it was like approach. an elimination diet exactly yeah. and uh so we did that and 
basically we just ate well and drank a lot of water. And I felt I couldn't believe how good a person can feel. Go figure. And it was just because I drank the regular water you're supposed to drink. Yep. And then as soon as that stopped, I was just like, all right, back to the back to four coffees a day, one glass of water every three or four days. <laughs> and like that's basically that's where I'm at right water. now. It's not enough water. It's not enough. It's 100% not enough water. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I think drink more water is the cure to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who is similar to you and does not drink enough water, mm-hmm. uh, drinks a fair bit of coffee. And she read a tip online, which you might try, which is she changed her password on her work computer to drink water <laughs> so that every time she has to log into her computer, yeah. she gets a reminder. And she did find it that it was working, at least for the first few days. I'll have to check in and see if it's right. persisted. But you could do that with various devices that have passwords associated with them or things online that you have mm-hmm. to log into um, to give yourself little prompts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I should do that. Drink water. Yeah. It does, does make a difference, I find. I have a hard time with, like, prompts in my phone, though, um, because, like, I'll – often like put like a reminder like fill out that form or send an email or whatever in my calendar in my phone and then when it inevitably gets to that event during that day i'll get the notification and i'll open the event up and then just change it to tomorrow so i don't have to do it today yeah and so currently like i have in my phone honest to god from like earlier this afternoon i had like literally like 10 different events that weren't events they were just like reminders for me to do stuff And I'm going to, I haven't pushed them till tomorrow yet. And sometimes I forget to push them. And then that all just never happens. <laughs> and so I really hope that I remember. I'm, when I re- I'm mostly saying that right now. So I listen to this later. Remember, oh, yeah, go back to this date and find those events and do them. Yeah. It's not good. No. But perhaps having your health benefits will allow you to find a psychologist that can help you with your calendar task items. Oh, it really does come in handy having health benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it's remarkable when you think about how many people don't. Uh, I count myself very lucky uh, because um, I was find it kind of funny because um, to date I've only done stand up comedy one time, mm-hmm. and people always say when I tell them, "Oh, I I did this thing," or doing a public speaking engagement. Oh my gosh, Lisa, you're so you're so brave. I don't know how you do that. Get up on a stage and talk to people. That takes real guts. And I honestly, like I'm proof that you don't need exceptional guts to do stand-up <laughs> comedy or public speaking because 3 years ago I had a bowel resection. <laughs> so I literally don't have the intestinal fortitude for stand-up comedy, and yet I have managed. Um the uh, I, I had this thing happen to me a few years ago that was very unpleasant, uh, and I will suggest to you and all of our five listeners that uh, if you ever experience severe abdominal pain with no explanation, go to the emergency room <laughs> because you could very well have a volvulus. Have you ever heard of a volvulus? I feel like there's a Stephen King novel it's very foreboding it's very Um, foreboding what it is is like uh when you if you've ever pulled your earbuds out after having hastily shoved them in your pocket or into a bag every day uh and you know they're mostly okay but there's that one spot that you think 
will never become untangled. Yeah. Volvulus is like that, but it's with your intestines. Right. It hurts like the dickens. It's not pleasant. I don't recommend it. But it's totally fluky, and you can't predict that it's going to happen. It just does, and mm-hmm. you're buckled over in pain and ill in various ways. Um, so the fortunate thing is that I did go to the hospital. I had this uh, immediate and quite invasive surgery where they go in and fix the problem, uh, after which my surgeon informed me that uh, in his professional opinion this is a person who is a you know trained medical professional Mm -hmm. diagnosed me with a floppy colon (laughs) yeah a lot of fun i think in retrospect that it actually explains a lot about my personality yeah because i'm a little bit anal retentive and now i think now that i know this about myself i've probably just been trying to hold my floppy colon in place my entire life right (laughs) <laughs> makes so much more sense now i have a really hard time it just reminded me of a time i went to a dermatologist yeah because i my skin's really dry mm-hmm. um and I, wait, I had to wait like six months to see this person and i get in and he looks at me for like five seconds oh god and then he said uh you uh you got dry skin <laughs> and i was like yeah that's what i call it isn't there a fancy doctor word for this? <laughs> like, isn't there a thing you can write down and that I go and, like, uh, it makes it better? Yeah, something that ends in itis. Yeah, like, isn't there an itis for this? And he's like, no, you got dry skin. And I had really long hair at the time. He's like, eh, maybe cut your hair. It'll be better. It'll be easier to wash your scalp. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? I am really disappointed I waited this long for this. Because I don't know if I got very much out of this. It sounds like you didn't. Skin's still dry. You knew, he told you things that you already knew. Yeah. And didn't provide you with much of a solution other than uh, as something as quite aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Get a haircut. <laughs> Your yeah, doctor like, told you to get a haircut. Yeah, it's not the first time I've been told, but it's the most, it's the first time I was paying someone. And yeah. in that time that I was paying them. They told me to do something like that. So, yeah, I find it strange, like, like dry skin, floppy, like, use the word. We want the words, doctors. Yeah. If there's a doctor listening, use a fancy word that I have to ask you what it is. Yeah. Because it makes it more, it makes me feel like you're a legitimate person. Oh, yeah. It, it lends <laughs> to their credibility if and, they can come up with a fancy And maybe that's like term. classist or something of me, probably, but it's how I feel. <laughs> I just want to know. I want to know what it's called. Yeah. You want to know that it's something that has been documented and experienced by other humans also. I think that's what it is. I'm looking for the yeah. community. Yeah. I'm looking for a Facebook group I can join. <laughs> you can't join a dry skin Facebook group. Yeah. Exist. And there, I haven't, well, I haven't actively sought out a support group of any kind or a community of uh, those of us with floppy colons. Floppers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the flopped. But the, so the fu- the sort of funny thing is that the doctor, uh, in addition to informing me of my this thing I did not know about my internal anatomy, uh, <laughs> was that this particular type of volvulus typically happens to young thin people. Right. Which I figured, okay, well this explains why nobody's ever heard of this. Right. And there is not a charity trying to 
raise money to learn more about it, figure out how we might prevent it from happening to people in the future. We're just not a sympathetic group of people. No. No, I have no sympathy for those people. No. <laughs> and I'm in that group, and I get it. So, yeah, so I don't have to worry about this is what you're saying. Well, not statistically, as right. you are young. Yeah, I guess that's true. And you're not, like, you're not not thin. <laughs> it can happen to anybody, but for whatever reason, the, he said that if it's your small intestine, that tends to happen to older people, and you might need a colostomy bag, and that was the only point at which I panicked. Right. And then he said, but we think yours is at the large intestine, and uh, that that typically happens to young, thin people. It's right. Like, Thank you. <laughs> I guess. But can you imagine the fundraising campaign for something like this? Like, oh, I, yeah. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a relatively young, thin person. And one time, my tummy hurt really bad. <laughs> so I went to the hospital, and the doctor fixed it, and it was free because we live in Canada. And now my bowel movements are more regular than they've ever been. <laughs> so please give generously so we can prevent this from happening to other people like me. The dollars are just going to roll Do they accept in. Uh, PayPal? I'm sure we can uh, make an arrangement. American Express. <laughs> Diners Club. Will you take a check? Bit Bitcoin? <laughs> I don't actually even know what that is. Uh, it's like an electronic currency. I don't quite understand it. Right. I had a really weird conversation in an elevator uh, about, I don't know, several months ago. There was a tenant in our office briefly, and there was a bit of mystery surrounding them. There was no name on the directory or anything like that. Couldn't yeah. figure out what they were. It was a bunch of young people for the most part, um, in and out all the time, different people. So I'm finally in the elevator with one of them one day. And I said, what do you, he asked me what I do. So I told him hmm. and he said, uh, oh, well, that's, that's a nice, good kind of feel good job to have, you know, fundraising for the community, all that sort of stuff. And I said, well, what is it that you do? And he said, oh, well, nothing really like that. It has something to do with e-currency. We're not really supposed to talk about it. <laughs> and I said, like Bitcoin? And he said, oh, you know your stuff. And gave me no other information. And then about three weeks later, they were gone. Right. I thought it had something to do with like Xbox or like play. Yeah, like you can use <laughs> it, it in was like games. A thing. Yeah, I thought it was like a thing you bought. But they're trying to games. get people to invest in it or something so that it actually has value on right. the market. Maybe I don't. I don't get it, and I don't know what this guy in the elevator was talking about. Maybe a competitor for Bitcoin. I have no clue. But it, it was that shrouded in mystery, which made me all the more intrigued. What would you call they were gone like thieves in the night, just disappeared from the building. Yeah, what would you call your like Bitcoin competition company? Like butt coins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go to marketing anytime Techno soon. Techno money. Techno money. And then could be like get Moby to be your spouse. Absolutely. Spokesperson. Hello, <laughs> 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 <love> I'm Moby. <laughs> That's what he sounds like, right? Yeah. Uh. Everyone hates on Moby. I love Moby. I love Moby too. I don't get the problem um, with that. We should start a Moby podcast. We, we could. Do you know Jonathan Goldstein, uh, who used to host Wiretap on CBC? He has a podcast um, called Heavyweight. And he did an episode about Moby. Right. Um, the premise of the podcast is in each episode, he uh, helps a friend out with a problem that they're having. And yeah. he had a friend who had loaned Moby. 
because they knew each other from childhood. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of CDs. And Moby never returned them. And he had used them. Like, he had sampled some of the stuff from these CDs. It was old, sort of, not archival music, but stuff from the 30s, from, like, the early days of sound recording. Um, And wouldn't acknowledge that that was where he had acquired the the music or anything like that. So Jonathan Goldstein, like, sets up a meeting so that he can go and confront Moby (laughs) and hopefully get his CDs back. It's a really good podcast. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, all I, like, I, Moby was, a, like, the, one of the most memorable uh, music videos from my childhood was um, Natural Booze by Moby. Yeah. It was, like, the one where he's, like. With Christina I, Ricci? I think. Is that that one? He's, he's, like, an angel. It's, like, an old folks home. Yep. That's, yeah, and, and Christina Ricci's in the video. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was, You'll like. have to go back and look. I got to go watch it again, because I, she's the best. Star of Casper. Um. Sorry, the best movie ever made. Exactly. Um, arguably. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was like in my mind when I think about like music videos in like that time period. Like I remember that one and I remember J-Lo, uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing. Those... I don't remember that one very well at oh, all. Oh, I think they came out at the same, I think they were at the same time. Yeah. Because I think I just watched them both on MTV. Mm-hmm. Or not MTV, Much Music. Much Music, yeah. Um, we're in Canada, so it's <laughs> it's Much Music, or it was, R.I.P. Um, Does it not exist anymore? Doesn't it? I don't I know. I thought it did. I don't. I, I think don't. much more music went by the wayside recently. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's just not the same format that it used to be. Oh, God, so. no. Yeah. R.I.P. that time of my life. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I, those two videos, I don't know why, but her driving in that car with the top down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember the car. And then him floating up the hallway of the old folks' home. Yeah. That's all I remember from like, basically those years of my life. <laughs> but I don't know. I really liked Moby. So before we go, we would like to share our laughs of the week. Mm-hmm. Wah, 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 wah. Um, that's the laugh of the week sound <laughs> that uh, I just made up. Um, and I like it. It's appropriate. Yeah. It's like a spring. It's like spring. That's yeah. exactly what I thought it was. You do a really good impression of the spring. <laughs> Bouncing, right? Oh, Probably wait. like out of a mattress or a couch that's past yeah. its prime. I think it was a couch. Okay. Um, I I wish you would have. I mean, you should have never. You could have. I I got to. I'll work on it. Okay. Because if, yeah. if if you didn't get immediately couch, if it was mattress or couch, I'll work on it. Okay. You need to refine it a little bit. I got to refine it, okay. but it was the first time. Yeah. So it was a good first effort. <laughs> we'll work on it. So would you like to 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 share yours first? Sure. I don't have any specific uh, joke that made me laugh recently, but uh, more broadly, I finally, I don't know why it took me so long, I have no explanation, uh, finally watched the first season of Lady Dynamite mm. on Netflix, and I knew I liked Maria Bamford already because mm. I watched the special, special, special a number of years ago, and why I postponed watching Lady Dynamite, I can't tell you, but... I did, and I finally got around to watching it last week. Mm-hmm. I I watched the full first season over the course of one week, and right. I am in love with her yeah. as a comic and as a human. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. Yeah. I think there's general consensus around that. Um, but the show itself is just amazingly structured, yeah. and she's amazing in it. The casting is fantastic. Anna Gasteyer is quite perfect as Karen Grisham, the agent. Uh, I like that there are three Karen Grishams, in fact. Mm-hmm. I like just these silly little 
jokes that run through and I mean Mitch Hurwitz is a uh, executive producer on it who did Arrested Development so mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense that there's a lot of uh, jokes that run through the entire series mm-hmm. um, and then I watched uh, Old Baby her recent right. Netflix special and uh, I probably will watch it ten more times Yeah, and just adore it yeah I as soon as you said that Maria Bamford was your laugh of the week I like I had some other ideas but I was like no I'd like She's my laugh every week. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had like Hall of Fame laugh of the week, it would be her. Um, and we were, yeah, we were talking about Old Baby before we started recording, and um, which is like her new special on Netflix. And I, I just, I love it so much. I love so much about it. Um, I love that it's like shot in like so many different places. I love that like it starts off just her in her mirror starting yeah. doing jokes and then just her practicing. like in a living room and then her for her husband and like all these, it's like, it's so charming and cozy. Yeah. Um, but I think one of my favorite parts of that special and one of my favorite parts of her last album, which was called 20%, um, is her last joke when she's talking about, um, well, she's not talking a lot. <laughs> she's mostly just making fart noises. Um, yeah. but, uh, she, she does it in this way where she's talking about, um, like this being her, uh, her song and she she always she says the line of you know if this is my song how can I keep from singing and she talks about how people are saying like people would be like oh this isn't music this isn't art but mm-hmm. like that's what they said about like the punks and and Stravinsky, Stravinsky yeah. and like all these people and like that is so fucking fun that is so funny to me it's hilarious I like as soon as she nailed those lines I, I was just doubled over in my living room I have I I I kind of like shouldn't. And try not to listen to her at work in my headphones because, like, I can't keep from laughing out loud. And, yeah, so I just, like, I adore her so much. And everything mm-hmm. she does is just so charming. She actually just started a new blog because um, she's, like, trying to write. She's trying to motivate herself to write a new hour of material. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's writing a blog to essentially, like, document the facts. She's trying to do that to, like, motivate herself to do it. Yeah. And she's only written, like, two posts so far, but they're both really charming and funny. Um, so I would definitely check that out. It's, I think it's called, I think the blog is called one hour and I think it's like a WordPress or something. It's like <laughs> really not nothing special, Bare bones. but you can like sign up, you can like email, subscribe to it. So I put my email in, I keep getting them. Oh, great. I will it's sign up. Deeply charming. She also, this isn't, uh, related to her comedy so much, but she also just in the last couple of months wrote a piece in the New York, in the New York times. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, <laughs> about, uh, the fact that. She thought that she would never fall in love. Yeah. For various reasons, uh, mostly to do with her mental health. And she has fallen in love and Mm -hmm. she is married happily. And it's just a lovely, lovely piece of writing about really great falling in love over 40 and finding the person who you're supposed to be with who gets you in spite of everything. Yeah. It's lovely. It's a really, it was my last New York Times article. Uh, of the month because oh. <laughs> you ran out <laughs> I ran out yeah. but I was like you have one article left I have one month, article left and it's and Maria I, I chose to read Maria's Maria's article and I was not disappointed it's a good choice yeah she's the best you can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at lol you are gay pod that's lol you are g-a-y-p-o-d and on facebook.com slash lolurgaypod.
Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music.